This is Michael Zuber, and I just wanted to thank you for listening to my One Rental at a Time podcast. Did you know that I took the time to document the entire process I used to learn my market and actually still use today? I released it as a $199 online course via Teachable, and it is called How to Get Started One Rental at a Time. With that, you get access to my private Facebook group and can join our group mentoring calls every Saturday at 9 a.m. Pacific. You can find it on my website at onerentalatatime.com. Now on with the show. Hey everyone, it is Monday and you know what that means in our expert series, we bring back Greg Dickerson. How you doing, sir? Doing great. It means Mondays with Michael. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. I, I might have to get a t-shirt that says that. That's, that's pretty awesome. So Greg, hey, one of the things that I was thinking about over the holidays, right? It was a different kind of holiday, at least for us. It was, you know, Zoom calls or FaceTimes. It wasn't it wasn't the, you know, with family and all of that. So I had some time to think. And one of the things I wanted to talk to you about today was something that I once heard called the middle-class mindset. Right. And I want to talk about what that means to you, what it means to me. And, and this will be step one of at least our three-part series. So, so when I say middle-class mindset, what, what hits you? What do you think that is, you know, from your standpoint? Yeah, you know, that's how I grew up. And, and a lot of people, you know, grow up with that. And, you know, that is that go to school, you know, get good grades, um, go to college, get a job, work there, you know, for 20, 30, 40 years and retire, mm-hmm. you know, and, and everything's going to be hunky dory. And, you know, you have your weekends to live your life while you're, you know, doing the commute and the Monday through Friday thing. And, you know, um, that's that's one way to look at it and it's it's an interesting mindset but it's it's kind of the way the world worked for a while there you know Mm. very different now it doesn't really work that way now um and there's nothing wrong with that i mean there's still a lot of people that follow that model that you know you need that that percentage of the population that that goes that route but uh you know none of that is you know true today as it was back then yeah, when I think middle class mindset, I go back to that mantra that was I literally. So my so so I'm Generation X. My mother's obviously a baby boomer. I guess obviously she is a baby boomer, and she would say every day getting out of school for grade school at least was Michael. Now go to school, get good grades so you can get a good job, so you can make a lot of money and buy nice stuff. I mean that was mm-hmm. every day. I mean like I it's tattooed on my brain, and that that's the middle class mindset to me. And really, it's the connection between work 40 hours for 40 years, and then you're a consumer, right? Buy nice stuff was kind of the closing part of that. And I think it's it's that connection. And that's actually what our economy is, right? It's built on consumers, right? 66% of our economy is consumers. And obviously it's needed to make the economy go, but it's da- it, that's the danger. It's not the go to, go to work, make a lot of money. It's the spend it. Right. And, and the more and more I talk about it and I look at creating another program around budgeting and all of that, it's people don't appreciate net income minus monthly expenses expenses and, you know, what's left. That's what I'm seeing as I talk to more and more people about this. And well, and more importantly, the difference really was so the, the one of the philosophies back then was buy as much house as you can max yeah. out that monthly payment, right. buy as big and as much house as you can fill it with a bunch of stuff, then trade it up and keep going, keep going, keep going. You know, that was one of the one of the mindsets of it. The other one was nobody ever talked about, you know, doing more in terms of, you know, growing your income. It was about saving and, you know, a little bit about investing, but not mm. about, well, how can I make more? How can I maximize my income? How can I do more? It was more about, 
you know, do your nine to five or eight to four or seven to three thirty or whatever it is, eight, mm -hmm. eight, nine, 10 hours a day, whatever you're working, you know, go home and then recreate with the rest of your time. Don't right. use it to build a skill set. Don't use it to buy real estate. Don't use it to, you know, do these other things. Now, this is just in general, you know, yeah. that, that middle-class mindset of a comfortable lifestyle of, you know, you go to work, you spend your time there, you know, 30, 40 years, and that company will take care of you the rest of your life. And, you know, we know that that's just not true these days, you know, companies aren't structured that way. And, you know, as we've seen, companies can evaporate overnight. So that was another aspect of it. It wasn't about growing, you know, your income, it was about budgeting, you know, spending less, not making more, not how can I make more to do whatever, invest, save, you know, spend. It was, it was working and spending and living within your means versus growing your means. Yes, that is very interesting. I totally agree. With the you. other thing too is job taker versus job creator. So my mantra has always been, don't be a job taker. Don't be a job seeker, be a job creator. So from an entrepreneurial mindset, from a, from a mindset of growth and expanding your means, think about, you know, how can I create opportunity for others? So in my career, in my business, starting from the very beginning, my goal has always been to create jobs and keep other people busy. Mm. And if I, not just busy, but productive. And if I could do that, everything else will take care of itself for me. So that's kind of been my mindset in business. How can I be, how can I help other people be more productive, mm. you know, in general and create jobs? Wow. Lots there. Uh, I want to peel back because again, I think one of the things we're seeing, we're kind of both in that middle, middle group, um, right? The baby boomer, you're right, was big house, get the gold watch, save, and then enjoy your weekends, right? Live for the weekend. If we flip it over now and we look at millennials, which are now the largest generation, right? At least by, by count, um, they're house hacking. It wasn't a concept for the baby boomers, right? Right. It wasn't. No. Now it's not the gold watch. It's the side. Not at scale. I mean, yeah. people were doing it, but not at scale. Not I mean, it, that was, it was a thing. Yeah, it was, it was a, it was an accident probably, yeah. you know, like, Hey, I had to bring my sister in line or whatever. Uh, then we go back to employment, right? It used to be the gold watch, right? Work somewhere 40 years, get the gold watch. Now it's the side hustle that's celebrated. And also in this work from home environment is, is you really can live anywhere, right? And, and you're, you're, you're moving jobs. Um, and you're right. My, my parents' generation, again, and I say my parents because that's who taught me, uh, was very much save, right? Save, save, save. And now, it, now there seems to be a lot more conversation around invest, right? What are you doing with your money? Mm -hmm. uh, and then I think, I think that last thing you brought up the job taker versus job maker. Um, first off, that was never a concept in my family, right? You were always, you, you were always, you know, looking for work, right? In my yeah, family, get so a I job, think, get a job, right? Get a job. Uh, so that's, that's interesting. So when you think middle-class mindset, do you see it, you know, in the last decade, has your opinion changed about what it is or what it might be in the future? Or is Middle-class mindset always work 40 hours for 40 years to live on 40%. I think it's that. And I think it's just more of a comfortable living and lifestyle, you know, being satisfied with, you know, whatever and just being comfortable, you know. So I think that's more of what that is um, versus the millennials now and the zillennials, you know, the way they're coming up and what they're, how they're seeing the world. And then there's the group that came through the 2009 and how they're seeing the world where, you know, people know that, you know, back in the day that a house was your biggest investment, your, your best investment, your most, you know, um, safest investment, which, you know, we know today that it's not, you know, and it's not always true. And it's not always the case, you know, markets are up and down, you know, we're in a boom cycle right now. 
and everybody's talking about a housing crash. It, well, you know, it's going to happen. The question is when, mm-hmm. you know, everything is just like stocks, just like Bitcoin. So, you know, it's, it's an interesting thing in terms of that middle-class mindset, but I think more than anything else, it's a mindset of comfort. It's not a mindset of growth expansion. It's a mindset of, of this is all I can do and I'm happy and this is fine. And, you know, again, there's nothing wrong with that. We should all be satisfied with what we have and be gracious mm-hmm. and grateful yeah. you know, with what we have. But for some of us, you, you know, you want to, to maximize all of your opportunities and, and do the best you can with what you're, you're given. Yeah, I think the one thing that has changed as I just commu- as we just share and, and riff on this is, again, I go back to thinking about as a child, what I saw in my parents is you really could. I mean, I mean my grandparents, for example, on my father's side, they worked at the same place, I think, for 40 years. I mean, I, yeah. I don't think they ever changed jobs. Uh, or yeah, jobs or employers, I guess I should say employers. Uh, yeah. I guess they change jobs, but employers. Um, and then, you know, my father was in and out of work a lot of times in the eighties, which was a bad recession. And, you know, then I go to my career, right. And I bounced around. Uh, and then I think about my daughter and I just think you're right. I think, I think the word comfort is being transitioned today or appreciated as risky. Yeah, comfort, yeah, and, and risk aversion and protection because, you know, our parents, you know, I'm 53, so my mom, mm-hmm. you know, her, her parents went through the Depression. Right. So she was raised with a very different mindset of preservation, you know, and stocking up food and being ready for a disaster like that. Right. So they, you know, my mom and dad kind of had that. My dad grew up, same thing. You know, his parents were, went through the Depression era. And, you know, so he, you know, they were like, hey, let's let's build so we have, you know, income. So my mom was, you know, 40 years with Blue Cross Blue Shield. That's basically the only career she ever had. Mm-hmm. My dad was military right out of high school, just like me. He made a career of it, only did the four years. But, you know, he retired with full, you know, benefits and everything at 38 after the Navy. And then he went to work in civil service and retired after, after, I don't know, 20 years of that. So he had full retirement from the Navy, the civil service. Then he had social security coming in at 65. He died at 73. He never got to really enjoy or reap the benefits of a lifetime, 60 years of working to support what he wanted to do. You know, he obviously, he should have lived into his eighties or nineties. You know, he died at 73. So you know, it's really interesting when you start thinking about that mindset of the long haul, you, there are no guarantees. You know, we, we don't know, you know, so one part of it is, man, spend everything you got and enjoy life because <laughs> you, know, you just never know right. when that's going to be gone. Don't leave your kids with anything, spend it, you know? <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, there's some of that. You know, and then, you know, so you, you just never know. And my mom, you know, after 40 years, you know, she's living comfortably, but it's comfortable. You know, she, yeah. she can't, do whatever she wants, whatever she wants, travel where, you know, she's, she's got to live within her means, you know, and that's kind of, that's the middle-class mindset, living within your means versus mm-hmm. expanding and growing your means right. and taking some risk. Yeah. When I went closing out this section, I guess the thing that I want to talk about is there's, you're right. You've said it a couple of times. I haven't, there's nothing wrong with the middle class. If, if you're comfortable and that's where you want to be and you, and, and it's where you want to be. Awesome. I begrudge no one, but I see a lot of people somewhere between complaining and whining, right, about where they are. And what I have seen is most of them, most of the folks that I see complaining and whining, they have a spending problem, not an income problem, or at least mm-hmm. at least the spending problem is larger than the income problem. Everybody could make more money, right? Everybody could. But when you consume more and more of your net income with monthly expenditures, 
I've seen people that are, are have to work 28 days out of a month before they have any extra income, right? Yeah. You just, you can't even afford a flat tire or, you know, that, that, you know, cavity in one of your kid's tooths because you're just so close to the living on the edge. Uh, and, and I guess that's, that's where I see the problem, right? Is, is people need to take some self owner or some ownership of their choices. Stop blaming others. If you've made the choices to consume four different streaming services, for example, that's on you. Um, I just, what about, what about like five or six? Is that yeah. a problem? <laughs> it could be, it's, it depends, right? If you're, if you're, if you have a hundred dollars left over at the end of the month as your extra money, that's a problem. If you got yeah. 10 grand left over, eh, I don't care. Right. Those, those are your choices. So, yeah. And you know, and that's the, that's the automatic millionaire, David Bach, you know, talking about don't go to Starbucks, take that five bucks and invest and do this and do that. So, you know, yeah, you can pare down your lifestyle and take that invest and grow and sacrifice the now for the later. But really at the end of the day, again, think about how can I not, I can't afford it. I can't do it. You know, how can I afford it? How can I do it? How can I grow my means? So like you said, everybody has the capacity to earn some more. The question is, what are you doing with the off time? Are you gaming? You know, are you spending all your time sitting in front of the TV gaming? And, you know, like my dad, instead of growing and doing other things, investing, he was out, you know, playing tennis every night, you know, recreating. I mean, he was just recreating, you know, not expanding his horizon, his connections and, you yeah. know, looking for opportunities to earn more. He was focused on living within. Yeah. And that's why he was ticked off every single month when he sat down to do the bills. You didn't go near my dad because there was no money left, you <laughs> yeah. know? And that's when he had to face the reality of his limitations and the things that he wanted that he could not afford. And instead of thinking, how can I, it was, I can't, and I've got to, I've got to dial this in and live within this thing. Yeah. Well, that is going to be topic number two. Uh, it's going to be, how can I versus I can't. I think that is going to be a wonderful conversation, Greg. Thank you very much. And uh, we'll get on to number two. Yeah.